The Basement Window is written and produced by GM Napic. If you like this show and you want to support it, you can do so at patreon.com slash thebasementwindow. Somewhere up north, where the wind still talks, you can hear stories about people who lived in tandem with the wild. And you can hear stories about people who tried to go back to those days. The wind still hopes we haven't ruined everything. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, gather round the basement window and hear this tale from the winds up north. Somewhere up north, where people are fewer and the air is colder and the wind still talks, you might be able to hike way up out there and convince the wind to tell you stories. I went up there once, not too far, but I must have got real lucky, because one night the wind told me this story. A long time ago, when a man could live deep enough in the woods where the government couldn't find him, there was a cabin out there. The man who lived there had exactly one possession he had not made himself, and that was his gun. The man's name could have been anything, wouldn't change the story. He was a hunter, and it was his habit to venture out in the cold once in a while to find something to kill, cook, and eat. On a day that wasn't quite as cold as the rest, the hunter put on some furs and grabbed his gun and left his cabin. He walked walked, 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 until he got to a place he could hunt far from the cabin, in case his game was a bit familiar with his territory. Hard to say whether he had a concrete reason to hunt so far from home, but, you know, they say humans and animals used to be closer. The hunter lived in a time when the rift between man and nature was still fresh, and maybe he was trying to stay as close as he could to the spirit of us all. From way back when we didn't used to use fire to cook, when we didn't use guns to hunt. He may have known very well what his using a gun meant in that sense, but he wasn't willing to say goodbye to his roots just yet. Not when he could still hear the wind talking to him. There wasn't much to shoot that day. Hell, there's never much to shoot until you sit down and wait for something. But you don't know things with your eyes. You know them with your brain. Some things, of course, you know in your bones. A hunter knew in his bones he needed to keep walking. So he did. Or maybe it wasn't that he needed to, but rather it was supposed to happen that way. The rabbit barely left a print in the snow. Its nose twitched irreverently in the wind. Its eyes, ignorant, glazy, swept over the ground. It could have been able to see anything, but it almost certainly took in nothing of its surroundings. Its ears swiveled on its head, heard nothing but the ceaseless wind gliding through the trees. The wind whispered with secrets, Warnings. But the rabbit did not listen. 
it was listening for predators, for danger. No rabbit has enough time on this earth for peace. There was the faintest rustle, and the rabbit froze. Its nose stayed still as the rest of it, white as snow except for its dark eyes. If not for having sat down there, having moved from one place to this place, any creature had as much chance of seeing the rabbit as a mole has of seeing dirt. You would have to have watched it stop. The faintest rustle from the opposite direction this time, and the rabbit's heartbeat quickened. And there still with it was the wind, whispering warnings. The wind tells you things, like whether a stranger will stay strange, whether they are your enemy or your friend, whether you are being hunted or just observed, if it's both, by who, and which is which. But the rabbit doesn't know to listen. The bear, at a higher elevation, can see the whites of the hunter's eyes, flitting between him and the rabbit. The hunter can see the bear, too, waiting to see what will happen. The rabbit is the only thing to eat. If he shoots, he'll kill it. But he might startle the bear. Starve or risk getting mauled. Of course, the bear wasn't going to hurt him if he didn't shoot. He hadn't gotten involved yet. There was no other food. The hunter closed his eyes and took the shot. The rabbit's going from the forest, leaving behind of its body. The following goneness of its life was, as all death is, utterly silent. The noise of death comes from protest. Rather, the noise we think is death comes from fighting it. The sound we think is death rings out from the hammer chamber barrel of a gun, from the critters retreating from it, from the falling of a body to the ground, into the snow. These sounds are not death. Death is essentially silent. The hunter thought death would sound like a startled roar, the scraping of claws through flesh, teeth in his neck, and he wouldn't bother to defend himself, because his gun could never kill a bear. Those sounds never came. When he opened his eyes, the bear was gone. Relieved, he collected his kill and started the walk home. The hunter could hear the crunch of snow under his feet, he could hear the rustling of trees, and he could hear the wind. He knew the wind didn't talk to him quite the way it talks to the rest of the forest. He was out here to preserve what little was left of human nature, so he knew it was little. Men have not been animals for hundreds of years now, but the wind is yet to give up on all of them. It used to tell him stories from when people existed in nature rather than trying to bend it to their will. Stories of people who only killed to eat and never raised to kill. Were those days better? That depends. Better for who? As much as he wants to go back to ostensibly better days, 
The hunter could never give up his gun or his cabin. Even he is too far gone for that. But maybe he wished, some days, to have never had a gun. Those were the days the wind would talk. There was more crunching of snow than was coming from the hunter's own steps. He turned, and the bear stopped. The man stood stock still, his eyes locked on those of the bear, also standing still. The wind still talks to bears, the forest's warriors. It tells them stories from the days when humans were a footnote amongst apes, when their ancestors taught men to fish, when humans and wolves hunted together but slept in their own dens. A thousand years ago, the man and the bear would have given each other a curious glance and a wide berth. The wind tells bears stories it doesn't tell men, about bears who served as guardians, shielded the weaker animals in exchange for unique knowledge. Men were the other guardians, but they used their new wisdom to gather forbidden strength. They betrayed nature, they betrayed the weak, they betrayed the other guardians, they killed the mammoths, they broke the guardianship of the bears, and after all that, they forgot the bloody origin of their strength. They forgot the wars they fought for it. They forgot their arcane knowledge altogether. They drove a stake in the heart of the forest. The bear moves on, back toward home, back toward the graveyard of its kin, to brood amongst the silence of death. The man is glad to have had the gun, to scare the bear away with. The wind says nothing this day, not to him. The hunter had left a trail of the rabbit's blood in his wake. Little red droplets, dark against the bright of the snow. The sun prodded at the trail, its rays stumbling, then moving on. In the fog of the adrenaline brought on by the bear, he wasn't careful. And he was not the only resident of the forest, feeling the effect of this season's lack of prey. The wolverine had never heard the voice of the wind. The wind does not speak to needless oppressors. The wolverine marched up to the hunter, squared his body, growled for attention, and got it. When the man turned, training his gun between the wolverine's eyes, he stood his ground, looked at the rabbit hanging off the hunter's pack, looked at the man, and growled once more. The hunter understood what the wolverine was demanding, but he stood his ground too. He knew two things, that there would likely be little else for him to eat if he gave up this kill, and that if he didn't give it up, he had better hit his adversary in the face. Nature is not, and never has been, perfect. It knows balance, but also knows spite. It knows neutrality, but favors action. The hunter is the reason the food is scarce this year, no matter how pure his intent. Nature has taken a side. When the hunter fired, the shot hit the wolverine, but it didn't take him down. The 
bear has heard the voice of the wind every day his whole life, but he has never been one of nature's guardians. Those were his ancestors. The wind has guided him to a place just inside the tree line. So when the hunter screams, teeth sinking into him, claws tearing him apart, the bear hears and sees, and the wind whispers, You can help. You save him now. And one man owes the bears a debt. The bear knows this, but it is the man's fault the food is scarce this year. His intent is noble, but there is no longer a guardianship in the forest with which to make amends. There isn't the bears. There are only bears. Men killed the spirit of the forest long ago. The bear moves on, leaving the hunter calling out for help. There are no guardians, and soon there will be no weak to guard. The wind never spoke to the bear again. I think the wind still hopes we can turn things around. We're stronger than nature. If they fight us, they lose. But we can still stop. One way or another, the destruction we've caused by separating ourselves from everything else is going to haunt us. But even if we can't fix the world, we can stop making it worse. That's a start. I think the wind told me this story because it's got no one else to tell. I'm just an ordinary guy. But you know, most of us are. Seems like the only people that ever get the right idea are people without power. I say, get rid of power altogether, and all its problems go with it. There are no guardians anymore. We killed them all. When things are getting as bad as they are, it comes time for the weak to be our own guardians. At the very least, we've got numbers. Wars being waged on the earth we live on. We gotta be warriors again. Only this time we get it right. As for the bear, well, I forget the words the wind used. But I'll never forget how he ended up. We all find it difficult to have compassion for an enemy. But bad things happen to someone when they don't have compassion for an ally. Even a misguided one. We gotta be willing to have some mercy, so you don't turn into what you hate. The bear is still out there, killing as much as ever, even more, but not eating the same amount. Somewhere up north, where the wind still talks, you hear stories of people getting attacked by wild animals. Sometimes wolverines, yeah stranger things too. Like deer and even squirrels. And people who survive sometimes talk about being watched by a giant bear. The Basement Window is written and produced by GM Napic. If you like this show and you want to support it, you can do so at patreon.com slash thebasementwindow.